Hello everyone, Callie Hannah here with a quick disclaimer from the future, 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 future. <laughs> the episode you are about to hear was recorded prior to my public coming out as a transgender woman. As such, you will hear myself and others refer to me by my dead name and he, him pronouns, and that is not how I want to be referred to now. I, well, I go by Callie and I use she, her pronouns. Uh, the rest of the episode has been left as is for the purposes of historical preservation, but uh, just know that it is not accurate to my current uh, gender identity. Thank you, and enjoy the show. The hipster and the nerd. Yes, hipster and the nerd. The nerd. One went to the genius. The other is quite absurd. Exactly which is which. Off the fence is which. Yes, good sir. The hipster and the nerd. 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 Hipster and the nerd. Created by Steven Spielberg? No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hipster and the Nerd, the podcast where we discuss movies, TV, comics, video games, and all sorts of geek and pop culture to see what we can make of it. My name is Chris Hanna, and with me, of course, is my co-host, Brian Brecker. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm pretty good. Um, So today we're going to be talking about the greatest achievement to narrative fiction, Mortal Kombat. (laughs) That is... uh... A way of putting it, yes, we are, this is the start of a three-part series on video game movies and sort of the uh, the idea behind both the video game movie curse itself, like the idea of, you know, if a movie's adapted from a video game, it's doomed to be terrible, and why that kind of isn't true anymore, I would say, because there's been a, a few actually really good video game movies more recently that we will get into over the course of this. And why it was kind of true back in the day, as we will see, especially with uh, two of the movies on the docket. Chris, are you saying that you do not like uh, Doom with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? (laughs) And that that first... Doom is actually one of the one of the games that had that is still under the curse, because from what I understand, the new Doom movie is also very, very bad. But we will not. Yeah. We will not be discussing those, um, thankfully. <laughs> so yeah, let's get right into it. The, today's subject is, of course, Mortal Kombat. 1995. And, yeah, we are starting with the 1995 movie. And I'd like to first start because before you meet any of the characters, before you see a, a title, before even the studio logo, the first sensory experience provided by this movie is a guy yelling, Mortal Kombat! And then the music... <laughs> As the New Line Cinema logo is playing. It's terrible. And I feel like... Are you kidding? That's the best part. <laughs> no. The best part is when the guy, in the very beginning, uh, says to Liu Kang, Your brother's soul is mine. That's the best part of the movie. <laughs> that's, also, that's also pretty good. So... Yeah, that I feel like that intro makes the movie seem like it's going to be a lot more awesome than it actually is. And yeah. 
okay i want to okay i'm gonna go on record general thoughts i like this movie i would not call it good (laughs) i find this movie to be a poor facsimile of much better martial arts movies in general it is basically it's basically just I, you compared it to Enter the Dragon. Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of combatants that all go to an island or you know some magical place and then they have to fight and there's a grand person in charge of all the ceremonies who ends up being the bad villain guy. This sequel was actually re this plot was actually reused in the third Mortal Kombat film as we're going to talk about later. Yeah. yeah. And well, I mean, to be fair, that's kind of just the plot of the game as well. And I guess this sort of speaks. <laughs> this sort of speaks to kind of one problem certain video game movies come across is that a lot of game plots are just ripoffs of movies already. Or they just don't have a narrative. Or I they don't, don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the original Mortal Kombat game having a narrative. Did that it? Had a narr- well, okay. Well, like most games of that era. <laughs> You were either an RPG or your narrative was in the instruction manual, basically. I mean, I know later games have, like, recontextualized it because there's a whole ongoing continuity and lore uh, throughout the entire series that I don't fully understand, but apparently it's enough for people to be invested in. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Every so-and-so years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, and I say, and they say it in the movie, because it's like every something thousand years, or maybe it's just every thousand years, there's a tournament to determine the fate of all of the, uh, of the, all the realities, and every, like, realm has, like, a champion, and, like, if you win ten of them, then, like, you get to rule the world or something. It's it's vague. No, no, no. It decides the fate of the universes. Right, the right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, and this is in before, you know, some Mortal Kombat lore nerd sends us a message and it's like, you got it all wrong. <laughs> you got it all wrong, sir. <laughs> you got it all wrong. Well, um, actually. I'm so anyway, so let's actually talk about the movie well, um, first, let's let's put it in its proper context. It's 1995, two yeah. years before the hipster was born, and Bill Clinton is president. Um, that is correct. <laughs> two years prior to this, the Mortal Kombat game came out. I do believe. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it was the original was 93. Is yeah. it 92 or 93? And yeah. creators of a nightmare on elm street you know the the film studio behind that new line cinema yes new uh, line said, cinema. you know hey let's make a movie out of this really popular video game that moms are very angry about because of the blood and violence and there was like legislation about it it's yes. like partially responsible for the creation of the esrb <laughs> my favorite thing is in wolfenstein 3d to protest uh people wanting a ratings board they just rated their game profound carnage <laughs> That was great. That is beautiful. <laughs> so the movie starts. How does the movie start? Well, as we said, the movie is well the really the movie actually starts with the guy yelling, Mortal Kombat! Yes, but the, besides that. And the music <laughs> plays. And then it starts. We're introduced to a bunch of characters pretty all at once, because we, we meet Liu Kang, and then his brother dies. And no, his brother doesn't just die. His brother, well, his brother gets killed. By, yeah, his brother's captured. soul is taken by, by Shang Tsung. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Get your and facts straight. I know. I know my. I know. I know my shit. 
kind of. <laughs> but so and then and then it cuts to it cuts to Sonya Blade because I I wrote in my notes suddenly military action mm-hmm. um, when this happened because as the, this movie is especially early on is juggling a lot of genres at once and it doesn't entirely know how to do any of them. <laughs> yeah. So Sonya Blade is like this strong female military war person who's I think her uh, partner uh, or like not a partner another person that she worked with as a soldier is captured or killed or something right yeah, yeah. Kano Kano, yeah, Kano is also there's a lot of characters yeah in this <laughs> um because Kano killed her partner her old partner at some point in the past so now she and her new partner Jax, who's not actually really that important once the plot starts, but um, are hunting after him because vengeance and also he did some crimes, maybe? Question mark? So vengeance um, is going to be a running theme in all of these movies. It um, is yeah. practically the uh, the motivation for every single character. You're not wrong. <laughs> and so, so, yeah, so we're introduced to them. We're introduced to Johnny Cage. And okay, you're a bigger fan of, and I'm I'm not sure if either of us are like experts on Mortal Kombat, but I would say you are a bigger fan than I am. I played one of the games on GameCube when I was a child. (laughs) Okay, well, that's slightly more than me, because I think I played maybe like a bit of like one of them on a phone. So I'm familiar with the characters in the sense of what who they are, what they look like, and what their names are. Like I I, I know I, I I guess I know a little more because I've watched like let's plays mm-hmm. of some of them, but I've not uh, uh, my direct interaction is somewhat limited. Um. So Johnny Cage in this movie kind of has a um. I'm sorry. Were, were you gonna ask me about the video game? I was gonna. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna ask. Do any of these ever give a real justification as to why Johnny Cage is there? Because I don't understand what... (laughs) Okay, because one of my biggest questions throughout all of these movies is why, like, an actor, like, just a movie star is being invited to an interdimensional fighting tournament for the fate of all reality. Because it's Like, I feel like they're getting their wires crossed here. Um... Because it's cool, and it's like I'm guessing the reason why they originally made the character of Johnny Cage is to have have it be sort of like an introductory character, especially to appeal to American audiences. Um, I suppose, but isn't correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Liu Kang supposed to be like you know the Ryu of this series? Like he's the yes. I mean, their names yeah. are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I know a bit more about Street Fighter than I do about so Mortal Kombat, so that's why where... Mortal Kombat 1993 has a daring experiment, and that daring experiment is to mash together the movies Big Trouble in Little China and Enter the Dragon. And the re- my explanation for this is that if you look at both films, there's two sets of protagonists. Enter the Dragon, well, actually, Enter the Dragon has many protagonists, but there's two that we'll talk about. So okay. there is, of course, Bruce Lee's character, who is after revenge. And then there is John Saxon's character. So you have the Asian and white guy dynamic where one's the protagonist and one isn't. Um, And they all go to a fighting tournament just like in this movie. Now, the movie Big Trouble in Little China is a satire of martial arts films where the main character is Jack Burton, who is a white guy who 
thinks he's the hero and is completely bewildered by everything around him when really his friend Wang Chi is the hero. Yeah, Wang Chi is the real... And I think like, that's what they were going for with Johnny Cage in this movie. He has several Jack Burton-y moments throughout this movie. But I guess the question is, having seen... Uh, I have seen Big Trouble in Little China. I have not seen Enter the Dragon. I, I apologize. I should, you should, I should see I should Enter the Dragon. It's amazing. I should get on Bruce Lee in general. Um, it has the guy from Black Belt Jones in it. Well, I don't, I don't get that reference either, but... um. <laughs> I'm sorry. John Jackson saves a cat from a guillotine. That sounds very good. It's really good. Anyway. Okay. But I guess my question is in either of the, but the thing is that neither of these, of those movies you mentioned has a guy that looks like uh, Kevin Costner went on a bender and discovered Zen Buddhism because that is right. Oh my God. Oh my God. Raiden. Um, Okay. So I think we've both sort of addressed the why is, Ryan the white guy um well technically speaking in this movie his name is raiden okay that speaks to a pet peeve i have with all of these movies that nobody knows how to pronounce his name right because okay it's r-a-i-d-e-n right but in I was, watching, I was watching on, okay. i was watching it on netflix chris and it was spelled r-a-y-d-e-n like ray-ban no okay yeah i know that's what they say in the movie they say in they say it in all of these movies and all of them are wrong because the original spelling of his character in the in the games is R A I D E N Raiden. Rai is the Japanese word for thunder. Raiden is a thunder god. Therefore, it should be pronounced Raiden. But all of them pronounce it Raiden for some reason, and I don't understand. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter because Raiden or Raiden, his character and his character design is largely based off of another character from Big Trouble in Little China which is one of the three storms, which itself I think was inspired by um, these three brothers that were in Lone Wolf and Cub, the second film, which is a samurai film. Um, they're like, they all wear the same kind of hats and they all go out and kill people. Only then Big Trouble made it, made them have magical powers. And then somebody saw that and made Mortal Kombat and took the electricity guy. So. Okay. So yeah. So, so Raiden or Raiden, if you want to say it the wrong way Raiden. that the movie does, Raiden gathers them all together. Gathers it, it's Sonya, I, I guess. All no, Sonya leaves Jack yeah. behind because Jack gets the shaft. <laughs> Jack's by this point has cyborg arms with very little explanation. Do you remember the explanation? I thought he didn't get the arms until the next one. No, or did he get the arms? I don't remember. No, he has the arms in the first film. Oh, yeah, he just doesn't use them. And also, at one point, they get broken off, and it reveals that he has completely fine arms, which is weird. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is a thing. Mm -hmm. um, By the way, I'd like to say that yeah. Raiden has the worst wig in the world. Oh, yeah, his wig is terrible. It looks like <laughs> one of those elves from the live-action Lord of the Rings. You know, he does? The, the older one, you know, the one that tries to keep oh. uh, his daughter from uh, sleeping with Aragorn. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. That's what it reminded me. Oh, of. by the way, to address the thing from last week, Aragorn's sword is named Ander, and we we know now. I'm so sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. I've tried to get through the audiobook of Fellowship of the Rings, but it's very slow. Yeah. Anyways. So, anyway, so he so he gets them all together and is like, "You need to get on this boat and go to the island where we will fight in mortal combat." To uh, because um. Fate of the Universe, yes. I think. Um, yeah, fate, because Fate of the Universe. So they go to this island and they get into this 
there. So the boat, I guess, travels. I guess the island because. The boat travels to another dimension, but is also an island. It's an interdimensional boat. And by the way, I'd like to point out that it is also a ghost ship for no fucking reason. And it's oh, yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, um, uh, the, it's, uh, what's, the, what's the haunted ship in Spongebob? Oh, the, um, I for, ugh, crap, I actually forget the name of the, the guy. Was... I know it's, it's sailed by the Flying yes, Dutchman. Yes, it, it is but... the Flying Dutchman. It's the Flying Dutchman yeah. ship, yeah. Um, by the way, the SpongeBob episode where they all go to a karate island is a reference to Enter the Dragon, of course. I mean that that makes sense. Mm. So they so they go to this interdimensional island on this interdimensional boat, and um, at one point, oh oh, I just remembered. There's a scene where they first get to the island, and Sonia tries to like actually make like a cell phone call, <laughs> and I'm like. Do you really expect to have cell reception in another dimension? Look, cell phones are very useful. It's maybe completely understandable that people in the nether realms constructed their own cell phone towers. <laughs> do they have 5G? They yet? do not have 5G because their 5G is actual mind control. Oh no. Yeah. So they go to this so they go to this island. Island. Yeah. And they end up. Oh, Kano is also like the wanted murderer. Kano is kind of just chilling in the in the dining hall and like eating a drink. So I guess all versions Um, of Kano sound like Captain Boomerang. Yeah, they're all they're all Australian. They're all very Australian. They're all from the Bush dimension. They're all from the Bush Wild Adventures. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And oh, oh, now I re- oh, I remember something. I, I just remember something I want to bring up. So early on in the movie, Shang Soon kind of comes off as a mafia boss, mm-hmm. like he's just like a regular mafia boss. I completely forgot in, like that. the real world, and because because that's why Sonya is is after him and Kano. But then when they get to Mortal Kombat, they actually do the sorcerer thing from the games, and I'm like, he's a mafia uh, sorcerer. He's okay. Tony Soprano with powers. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I, I almost completely forgot to mention Sub Zero. Yes, Sub Zero <laughs> is in this. Sub Zero and Scorpion are both in this, and they barely do anything. But they also have easily the most accurate. Costumes. Yeah, I'm. It's it's okay. Sub Zero and Scorpion yeah. have okay scenes. They're fine, but there's a yeah. really ridiculous thing that happens in the second movie. But we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, and then so they so they're all gathered, and so Shang Tsung has his champion. So they're like, "You have to if you want to defeat me, you have to defeat my champion, Goro." Yes, and Goro looks terrible. All the CGI in this movie looks worse than that. Well, all the line. CGI, the CGI is horrendous. Really, really bad. Like, I like this movie, but even I will give you that, that every single use of CGI is awful. This came out the same year as the first Toy Story, this... and everything about it looks like a PS1 so, game. So, um, like... as you know, because I speak about it incessantly, I am a fan of a show called Babylon 5. 
And that was a show that used mostly CGI. And the reason why was because it actually saved money. So they used about like five or six Amiga 32 computers. And it didn't look very good, but they tried their best to make it look good, which is more than can be said for this movie, which had a gigantic budget and still looks like shit. Yeah, this is, I'm, I, I have the wiki page open on standby. This cost, um, this, this had a budget of $18 million in, uh, in 1995. I don't know what that translates to in, in today's money. But, I'll look um, it up. You give your summary. Yeah, okay. So anyways, so yeah, so Goro, I mean, Goro looks better than the other care that the other cg stuff because I, I i wrote there's a later scene with scorpion and the hook effect is Terrible. so Terrible. so bad it's really really i've bad. seen low budget horror movies with better special effects than this um, yeah so that would come to about i think 25.7 million dollars today okay well hmm. that's a lot well i mean that's yeah, that's the money. That's close to the money they're spending to finish the stuff. Oh my god! Game. So, <laughs> god damn! Why god? <laughs> what? My god, my god! Why have you abandoned me? Anyway. So, yeah. So, and... what happens next? If I remember correctly, is they all get to the island, and then there is yeah. some. Yeah, they go to the dining hall. There's yes. a Goro thing, um, and then like there, there's a bit of like villain plotting in in the chambers or something to that mm-hmm. effect. And then we cut to the next day, and this is where the actual fighting tournament starts. After 40 minutes, I timed it. It takes 40 minutes for this movie about a fighting tournament to actually get to the first you fight. Know- you know what's weird is that all these movies are technically about a fighting tournament, but the fighting tournament has almost nothing to do with any of the movies. Well, the second one isn't really about. It is at the end, but like, we'll we'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, and this is oh, this is um. So there's a there's like a fight. Shang Tsung fights someone early on and this is where we get to probably the biggest overarching problem with both this movie and the second one is that it's and it sucks and it sucks (laughs) yeah because that is this sort of speaks to one of the ideas i uh, the overarching themes i have for this whole series is the idea of when you are taking when you are adapting a video game into a movie you are losing the interactivity element of a video game and unlike when translating from other mediums into movies, like a book to a movie, you aren't really immediately gaining something back. Yes. Like when you translate a book to a movie, you lose detail, but you mm-hmm. gain visuals. Whereas with a video game to a movie, you lose interactivity. And like, what I think there's game. a couple other things you lose with books. Um, the ability to take it at your own pace and use your imagination. That's true. A bit, yeah. I mean, yeah, there are there are other things I could mention about like books to movies and other mediums. I'm just saying, like, even when as you're losing something, you do game yes your imagination has no budget is what i'm saying yeah video games you don't have an obvious game so for me i think the best approach to adapting a video game to a movie is to look what is appealing about the game from a non-gameplay perspective like outside of the core game outside of just the gameplay Mm -hmm. aspect and then how to translate that into a competitive feature 
and they didn't. Because the thing about Mortal Kombat is I think the thing that makes it compelling is the martial arts and yeah. the violence. And it's PG-13, so they can't do that. So all the fatalities, because they sax and they say even say the word fatality a couple of times, and they and they're all really lame because there's no blood or gore or any sort of real. Impact. Here's the other thing: is that Mortal Kombat as a genre, violence, specifically ultra violence, at least for a 1990s perspective, was one of its main selling points. It was like exactly. Game two. It was. It was arguably. Yeah, the selling point. you would go over to a friend's house. From what I've heard, I wasn't alive then, but you know. There's so many things on YouTube about retro games that we basically know other people's childhoods yeah. now. So, um, yeah. So, pretty you, much. what I've heard is that you go over to a friend's house and they would have Mortal Kombat. And you probably weren't allowed to play Mortal Kombat, but they had bad parents. So, they let their kid play Mortal Kombat. And then you guys would freak out about the blood and the gore. And that's what made it fun. Yeah. Because the thing is, when they ported it, and this is, this is a fun fact, when they ported Mortal Kombat to consoles yeah. initially, the Super Nintendo version yeah. was censored, and the Genesis version, like both versions, essentially played the exact mm -hmm. same, but the Genesis version had a blood yeah. code, so it automatically made it. The Nintendo version. did the same thing with Doom, if I remember correctly. They might have. I it. it I would. Yeah. I would have to look into it. But yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, early Nintendo was. You know. They were they were a bit bad with censorship, but that's a different. Well, that's they were different kid friendly. That was their brand. Oh. Yeah, yeah, family friendly. Family friendly has kind of always been Nintendo's brand, but that's a different yes. conversation. Um, so, to, so to not have the oh, blood yeah, and the gore yeah, in the movie, it's sort of like, well, what's the point? Sonya snaps Kano's yes. neck, and there's like no blood at all. What the hell? Well, look, <laughs> there isn't a lot of blood when you snap someone's neck. And okay, to get and to give this movie some credit. The martial arts is actually. I will give it no credit. I think the like, martial arts in this is mediocre. I mean, like, okay. Like, I'm not going to say it's like the best thing ever, but like, it's relative. There's several decent. scenes where men fight women when it's very obvious that the men are not actually fighting the woman because they are horribly afraid of actually injuring her. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But. <laughs> I mean, in the sense that all of the fights, like, they're not great. Like, none of the fights are, like, amazing. But, you know, there's clearly, like, a there's clearly effort. And there is a forward momentum and to all of the fights. It feels like things are moving. It feels like things, even though mm -hmm. there's no blood, which is a problem, it feels like moves have an impact. And it feels like the fight is actually meant to go it somewhere. It feels a lot like Power and, like, Rangers to me. a point. Uh, that's more, I feel like that's more of a problem with the second one. Not necessarily the costumes, I mean the way they fight. Oh, no, no, I, I meant the way they fight. I meant the way they fight. That's that. I think that's more a problem with the second one. But even, and you're not entirely wrong on when it when applying it to this, but it still feels like there's more of a for again, that aforementioned forward momentum. Like, the fights feel like they are going yeah. somewhere. Okay, they, they're fast-paced, and yes, the choreography must have taken a, a lot of work. However, I think the fight scenes themselves lack any sort of uh, any sort of emotional tension. Um, there's no real fear that, that the person that you're watching fight is going to die or be injured. And that is that is a fair point. I would say that I'm... But given that the standards we're working with with a movie like this... You know, 
I'll take what I can get. Like at least it's not annihilation. Yeah, it's, at least it's not. Oh boy, we will, we will. I'm gonna have things to say. So yeah, so it basically goes on for a good. Li- that's basically there's a yeah. A it doesn't fights. really have any narrative point for a long stretch of the movie. Like there's a like Sonya fights Kano, Scorpion fights uh. Johnny Cage. Uh, Sub Zero fights Liu Kang, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of flips. Um, also, Sub Zero in that fight gets defeated by an icicle, and I'm like, how does that? Work? Didn't Sub Zero <laughs> also get turned into water? I remember Possibly? this happening. <laughs> yeah, Sub Zero got turned into water. Oh yeah, that's which that's is different. bizarre. <laughs> Why wouldn't he just refreeze? I don't know how how that. Yeah. Oh, oh, although I do like when Scorpion fights Johnny Cage. Uh, at one point, Scorpion takes off the mask and they have the, uh, he has the skull head from his game one fatality. Which, mm. I don't know. I thought that was kind of neat. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, try- I'm giving credit. So how does, so this movie is all about, in my opinion, Liu Kang trying to get vengeance on the stolen soul of his brother. Am I right? And the yeah. main uh, villain is Shao Kahn. Shang uh, Soon, no, Shang my bad. Soon. I'm so sorry. So it's Shang Soon, and Shang Soon is the one that captured his brother's soul. Am I correct? Yeah. So yes. at the very end of the movie, like everything fights, fights, yada yada yada. At the end, at the end of the movie. Okay. Although I will. Yes, you okay. can bring can it I, around. Can I make one point real quick? Yeah. So that sort of speaks to kind of. Another mm-hmm. overarching problem with this is that the they attempt character arcs for everybody. The problem is that the character arcs are so muddled that at one point Raiden just now granted Raiden damn, now I'm doing it. That's how you say it. Raiden, fine, whatever, fine. That Raiden or Raiden, if you Raiden. want to say it the correct way, um, the, that the character arcs are so muddled that Raiden slash Raiden has to spell them yes. out for the audience, like literally. At a certain point, he goes and like, you know, Johnny Cage, your weakness is that you are too arrogant. You need to blah, blah, blah. Like, or Sonya, your weakness is that you're too afraid to ask for help. You need to open yourself up Raiden to other people. Head out of Liu Kang, you think your brother's death was your yeah. fault. Stop that. Raiden is, um, sounds really stuck up, you know? He, he, he walks around like he knows everything. And sure, maybe he does, but it doesn't make it any nicer to, nicer to people. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> And also, at one point, he says, "You all have the ability to take on any adversary." And adversary. Adversary. He's, he's speaking Italian. It's adversary. Gabagool. Oh, this. I'm oh, watching The Sopranos. Oh, this comes up to one of the, the the stupidest parts of this entire movie is that later is that right so right before the final fight, Cage fights Goro and beats him yes. with a dick punch. Which is the stupidest thing I have ever seen because up to until this point, Goro has easily been the most like powerful character. He takes on like everybody with no problem whatsoever. He's an incredibly formidable fighter, and all it takes is one punch to the punch. My God, that was so. It's the Vulcan neck pinch of Mortal Kombat. Except way dumber. (laughs) Um. So. Things happen, <laughs> and, and yeah, then we get things happen, and then Shang Tsung yeah. like opens a portal, and that's a that's more mm-hmm. terrible CGI. And he goes into his yes. Castlevania tower, 
Um, I like to say that all the sets in this movie look like the live-action Scooby-Doo. I mean, yes, but, you know, I have to give them credit for, you know... They are elaborate elaborate and distracting and extremely gauche. They are not good. Hey, I mean, the the sets from... The sets in Scooby-Doo were, like, one of the... Yeah, because they were elaborate and gauche in a way that was cartoony. Not in a way that was distracting. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think part of the appeal, at least of what I, of my personal appeal of this movie, is that it is very hokey uh, and cheesy, like in my, kind of a. It's got a bizarre. My perspective sort of is that it. it's a movie that's trying to be that movie but is failing. It's like you, you can see several times where it, it references or has similarities to other martial arts films, and other martial arts films yes. that most critics would say, you know, oh, this this is not good cinema, you know, those types of things. And yeah, it yeah, yeah. seems like it's trying to be ridiculous in a 90s sort of way and playing off those movies, but I find it more to be a corporate project that's trying not to try, so it'll give itself an excuse for not being good. I think maybe we're both <laughs> just overthinking this. <laughs> So we get to the end, <laughs> and Shao Kong, or whatever his name is, Shang Tsung, yeah, Shang Tsung. Uh, he brings Shang out he brings out Liu Kang's dead brother, and he's all like, "Dead brother, hello, why don't you join us?" And the, and the dead brother is like, "It's okay, I forgive it you." It was for totally your fault, death. you know. Liu Kang's just like, and then Liu Kang's just like, "No, that's complete bullshit because Shang Tsung killed you. It wasn't my fault. I have." I how was it? How did he think it was his fault to begin with? I mean, subconsciously, I guess, because he subconsciously kind of... Yeah, but that's different than him being, you know, he he knows that it was Shang Tsung that killed his brother. I think there's like a... So why would he... I I don't know. Again, the character arcs are very much. I'd also like to point out, (laughs) um, Jax is a terrible, terrible stereotype of African-Americans in this movie. Well, that's more a problem in the second is, one. No, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to because Jax isn't. Really oh, he isn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because like once they go to the no, house, but when he weird. talks, like the things that he says, he's always like speaking in such a way where it's like what white people think black people talk like. It's almost like this was definitely yeah. written by a white guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Actually, yeah, written by. Written by Kevin Droney, who has no... Kevin Droney. (laughs) Kevin Droney. (laughs) So, yeah. So, Shang Tsung fights Liu Kang on the Mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat logo. Because, like, yeah, it's on the floor. They suddenly introduce a Chosen One narrative, like, at the very end. Liu Kang, you are the one who will defeat Shang Tsung. That's out of nowhere. And it's not really developed at all. Because we lost 10 Mortal Kombats before this, and I'm like, wait, so you're Mortal Kombat 11? Is this the... the... Kevin Droney wrote the Highlander TV show from 1992 to 1993. Oh my god! Anyway, you can continue now. Yes. That's real? Oh my god. So, yeah. So, yeah, because they they lost 10 Mortal Kombats and so now Liu Kang is the one who must fight for Earthrealm, and he does, and he makes Shang Tsung fall on the spikes, which would be way more effective but than the actual blood one. of this movie. Um, 
yeah, because they, yeah, because again, it's another. It's they're referencing another fatality, but yeah. there's no blood. Maybe this movie That's was made by Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> this is based. This is what you didn't realize is this is based specifically <laughs> on the Super Nintendo port of Mortal Kombat One. And then the how does the movie end? So we beat them. We saved the world. It's a happy ending. But then suddenly, yeah, Shao Kahn sequel tease, and then they so play Shao Kahn goes through the portal, okay, and then he's all like, I... "There will be a sequel." And then everybody's like, "What the fuck?" And then, and then everybody got recapped. And then everyone, and then everyone does their pose, and they play the music again. Which, but either way, I know you disagree with me, but the theme song <laughs> so, is by far and away. Here's my problem with the theme song: <laughs> is that it doesn't mix well with any of the other original soundtrack music in the film. So the other original soundtrack music has a lot of electric guitars, it's very rock-inspired, while the Mortal Kombat music taken specifically out of the video game is extremely synth-heavy. So we have this clash yeah, physically from between when there's everything else going on and when there's a fight scene, and it's really, really distracting. I might care about that more if I actually was like invested in the script, but given that this is the kind of movie we're working with, I live for cheese. So like, yeah, give me all of that random synth. My least favorite thing also about this movie is that there are several points where they will just literally put in actual clip dialogue from the video game. Because I know they do that in the credits. As the song plays over the credits, it's it's so ridiculous and distracting (laughs) and bizarre. It's like... It's like in the Great Gatsby movie, how it starts with text from the book floating at the screen. It's like that. That yeah. man, that's Baz Luhrmann for you. Uh-huh. So on to Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, because that sequel tease did actually pay off. Everybody got recast two years except later for Luke Kang in the sequel and Raiden. Yeah, everyone got recast except for Liu Kang. And no, wait, no, did Ryan? I don't know. It um, still looked like a white. No, it's not. It's not. It is another. Red That's white another guy. white guy. For Lambert. Oh my God! They all look alike. Another white guy. It's it's James, James oh. Remar, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's very obvious. Yeah. Him. Okay. Very, very so clearly. Um, this movie starts out with um, it starts where the first one ends. It's they starts out with literally the exact same intro. Yeah. As the first film, like copy pasted. It's the same guy yelling Mortal Kombat again over the New Line Cinema logo as the music plays with the same logo, with the same font, and the same musical beats as the intro t- they the put first the movie. Title, and the only difference is the after the Mortal Kombat on there, logo, they put the title Annihilation. Mm-hmm. That's literally the only difference. And like, if you weren't being made by the same studio, you could get mm-hmm. sued for that. So <laughs> the movie starts with the last one begins and Shao Kahn... Shao Kahn yeah, it recaps. Yeah, Shao Kahn shows up, and he has a whole. This time he has a including whole Asian of... girl's mother. I forget what the Asian girl's name is, but she has an evil yeah, mother. Yeah. Uh, so her mother down. died, and she has now come back, who is evil. So her arc throughout the movie is trying to get her mother back to the good side, and she has this amazing introduction where she, she's like, "Mother, I thought you were dead." She says, "Yeah, mm. but you will soon be dead." <laughs> too bad too bad you, you will, will die. die and it's one of the most deliciously cheesy moments honestly i find annihilation more entertaining on a purely cheese level 
in the first Mortal Kombat movie. Okay, here's the thing, because after that scene, I thought, oh my god, it this is, is going to be hysterical. But then the rest of the movie is so goddamn boring. Like, it, nothing feels impactful. It's, there's no attempt at anything. I feel like my brain felt numb by the end of this movie. It's just such a... Well, maybe you should have done what I did and got drunk while watching it. But it's okay, not well, cheating. cheating. <laughs> I, you know what? This actually inspired me. There should be a new rating scale for bad movies. It's called the beer scale. And the beer scale is how many beers the average person needs to get through a movie. Yeah. I just want to point out that somehow the CGI in this is actually worse mm-hmm. than in the first movie. And yeah, I didn't it is. even know that really was possible. Bad. Like, it's almost an achievement in and of itself how bad it is. Like, I have seen PS1 cutscenes with better CGI than this movie. 1997, no, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I'd also like to point out that Shao, Shao Kahn kills just, one of the most popular characters, Johnny Cage, in the beginning of this movie. Oh, yeah, Johnny um, Cage just dies at the very beginning. After yeah, he does a random so blur of then, and, then they go and out and they try that. and find <laughs> other Mortal Kombaters, combatants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they find the robot guy. And, like... Yeah, they find yeah they find mm-hmm. Jax, who's actually in this movie. Um, Night Wolf. They find, they find Night Wolf. and then um, yeah they find Night. They find Sub Zero, yeah, and this is so stupid. So Sub Zero shows up, and they're like, "But we thought you were dead." And then he's like, "I'm the younger brother of the Sub Zero from the first movie." It's like you literally just took a character oh, from the last yeah, movie, that's right, killed him, like and then brought him back as his younger brother. Yeah, because they, because I, it's from so, it's so from what lazy. I understand, because Sub Zero in the games comes from like this whole clan, the, this whole ninja um, clan. Actually, so all there are many Sub Zeros. He is only baby. one of many. Oh yeah, because there's there. Yeah, I'd also like to point out that the director of this movie, John R. Leonetti, he has been a cinematographer yes. with James Wan for quite a while. Um, so he's actually made some good movies. However, then he directed Annabelle. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. I, I have heard that also. Okay. So anyway, um, this movie focuses more on the elder gods, yeah. which are confusing and yeah, don't make any a, sense. Like there's a, there's, there's a water one, there's a fire one. And they're also just yeah. random blobs for some reason. Um, and... Oh my god, this this movie is so <laughs> terrible. Like, who are these people and why should I care is a question I found myself asking. There's a giant hamster ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, the giant the hamster ball. Oh my god, okay, okay. So they're, they're, they're trying to escape and they go through this cave system and there's these giant hamster balls, like it's super monkey ball, and they just get shot through as if this is like some sort of crazy Spy Kids 3 or something. Oh, you know what it reminds yes. me of? Yes. That movie Robots. Yeah, yeah with the yeah, because they, they have a giant ball in that too. Mm-hmm. But see, that's a cartoon, and that's acceptable. Then. So, uh, Katana is also in this. Yeah, Katana shows. There's a lot of characters I could describe as. Oh yeah, this is because I think yes. the robot they fight is supposed to it's be new. Cyrax, I think. I think. Yeah. 
Oh, it's Cyrax. So, oh. Scorpion oh, uh, kidnaps Katana, if I remember correctly. And then what happens? Yeah. So Scorpion, so they there's a really boring mm-hmm. fight between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And if you can make Scorpion versus Sub-Zero boring, that's how you There's so many failed. weird camera um, angles in this movie. Yeah, and then Scorpion just, like, leaves, and he's like, suckers! And I'm like, he did say- seriously just say suckers? Yeah. Was that a thing yes. that actually happened? Absolutely. Um, I've seen, uh, I wrote in my notes, I've seen Power Rangers episodes mm-hmm. with better martial arts than this. Um, because, my god, the fights in this- Are you trying are to insult up? Super Sentai with that comparison? <laughs> no, I, I think, no. Okay, because Super Sentai, look, uh, you know, because I watched all of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you know, I I wasn't expecting an actual answer. You know, it works for what it is, but it's very deliberately, anyone who knows it, it's cheesy, it's very deliberately choreographed and stunted. It's not meant to be like a real, it's not meant to be like, Mm -hmm. you know, sophisticated. And this is. This seemingly is trying to be maybe question mark and failing spectacularly. And none of the fights, like, I, yeah, none of the fights have a real forward momentum. None of <clears throat> it all just feels I'd like, like to point out also this movie came happening. out nine days after I was born. <laughs> so it was fortuitous oh that I would watch this movie. <laughs> so, besides yeah. that, let's talk about Nightwolf's animalities. Oh my <laughs> so there's all these God. horrible, awful CGI shape shifting scenes in this in this movie with Nightwolf, who is a Native yeah. American, and because he's a Native American, of course, he must shape shift in some sort of spirit animal or something. Yeah, he turns into. Yes. A, he turns. I'm into not a sure wolf. if this is racist or um, not. Probably. I want to know is first of all, why are we introducing anime? <clears throat> oh, hold weird. on, a second. I need some well, water. Um, you go off and do that, and yeah. I'm going to talk about Animorphs. So, so for a long time, I thought I had never actually read the Animorphs series. But then I recently went into my uh, bookshelf and found a book that I took from my grade school, and it is Animorphs. So apparently at one point I did read an Animorphs book. However, the Animorphs covers all have better shape-shifting <clears throat> special effects than this movie. Uh, the, I think the real question is, I've never seen the Animorphs TV show, but I, I genuinely question whether that has worse effects than this. This is brought I'm, to you by I'm not sure the show, now be. on Netflix. So anyway, yeah, so my question with that is, one, why are we introducing animalities um, now? And second of all, if you're going to do this, where are all the other fatality variations? Where, where, where are the babalities? Where are the friends? You want the babalities where it's like the babies murdering people? Yeah, yeah. yeah the babalities the are, are pretty funny. I like those. Um, and I don't mean to yeah. imply that Mortal Kombat has never had plot before, by the way. Mortal Kombat games have seemed to get more and more narrative focused as they've gone on. Unlike these movies. Yeah. Uh, except for the third film, which is a, which is good, but sort of narrative focused. Well, well, so well, this well, one had a well, higher well, budget well, than well, the first we'll film. <clears throat> um, 
uh, and it yeah, got 30, a box office of thirty million, fifty-one million dollars. So it looks twenty-one so million dollars. <laughs> um, who saw this? I want to know who went to the theater and paid to see this, and just ask why. You know, you. This is November twenty-first, nineteen ninety-seven. Um, what else um, was out at this time? Surely, well, Surely Babylon Five was on something back. <laughs> Okay, well, that's um, but I meant, so I meant, like, at the show. movies, what movies came out around 1997? Well, let me look it up. <laughs> I... <laughs> so while you're looking that up, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep talking here. Um, uh, so is it just me or is the sound yes, it is. in this movie like really, really bad? Like, okay. Yeah, good. the sound it's mixing like... is um, it's kind of muddled in a lot of parts, I think. Yeah, it feels like the dialogue is way too yeah. soft and the sound effects are way too loud. So here are some 1997 movies places. that are popular. Um, Titanic, Goodwill Hunting, Princess Mononoke, Boogie Nights, Jackie Brown, Men in Black, Perfect Blue, The Fifth Element, Hercules, Life is Beautiful, LA Confidential, The Lost World, The Game, Lost Highway, Gattaca, Starship Troopers, Funny Games, Face Off, Batman and Robin, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, Even Neon Genesis Evangelion, Scream 2, Liar Liar, Cube, Contact, Anastasia, Alien versus oh, oh Alien. Of- what is that? What, what Alien is that? That's Alien Resurrection. Fuck that movie. Uh, Event Horizon, Gummo. A lot of great movies <laughs> and some really shitty movies. Also, Chasing Amy came out that year. Yeah. So this was oh, yeah, this was a movie of mixed films. Like like some of them are good, some of them are bad. That were really popular, but there's no real reason why you need to go and see Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Even if you are a video game nerd, like this is 1997, you should be at home on your PlayStation One mm-hmm. playing Final Fantasy VII, a good game, You're saying and not watching this movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think Final Fantasy VII. That's was true. Okay, so back to the movie. PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. Which we keep trying to escape. Back to the movie. Um, uh, so there's a robot. Yes. At one point, the robot is just defeated by Mist. Or at least what it looks to be. There's a scene where all the villains bicker. That is mm-hmm. straight up just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That is just Rita Zed and her assorted and all the assorted monsters, mm-hmm. the Goldar and Finkel. I think was the guy who made them. I I, I haven't watched this. Yeah, movie. I haven't actually so, watched um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in a hot minute. So, so forgive me. Basically, if I don't know the movie. Names. This movie has another character arc, and it's about Liu uh, learning to believe in himself. Again, um, because he needed so to learn that. Basically, I, he yes. goes on a series of tests uh-huh. in which uh, he fights a bunch of people, including one woman, Jade, who is Jade is introduced as yeah, Jade, really hot just... girl with little clothes on, and then she becomes bad girl with more clothes on, and then she becomes sort of semi good person with clothes on, you know. And it's it's a really weird story arc. Bizarre. Also, there seem to be because they keep for, throughout the movie they they indicate that this is like the anything goes scenario yeah. because now it's not the tournament and there are no like rules. But there are actually a lot of arbitrary rules. I, I texted you when we were watching that there are more rules to Mortal Kombat than Ferengi rules of acquisition, and I think that's true. Quark be damned. Oh, oh! I wrote that I. Oh, th- this is something I wrote this in my notes, and I'm curious, what do you think about Throughout this movie, I was reminded of an unironic version yes. of Kung Pao and <laughs> Fist, 
So that was my Kung Pao was a movie directed by Bob Oedekirk. Uh, or is it Bob Oedekirk or is it Steve Oedekirk? Yeah, Steve Oedekirk. No, no, Steve um, He Oedekirk. worked on Jimmy Steve Neutron Oedekirk. and Jimmy Back Neutron, at the yeah. Barnyard, and he was a fan of martial arts movies. So what he did was he took a 1970s, two, two or three martial arts movies, and then redubbed over it a new plot and storyline. And it's better than it, than it actually sounds. It's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it's actually very funny, but this is like that, but yes. it's not. It's it's really bad. <laughs> it's very quite bad. Um, there's just long stretches yeah. of this movie where I'm just sort of like um, staring at the screen. There are also just points where just characters are just yeah. like I'm in the movie now. Like Malena shows up mm-hmm. at one point, and it's like, oh, I guess you exist. Okay. So, this what do you think fine. of Sindel in this um, movie? Um, I like that. I, I I like that one scene in the in the begin in the beginning that we mentioned. You know, the you will die. And other than that, like basically every character, I have no emotion because they're all varying degrees of either annoying, yeah. or completely. I'd say Sin- inert. Like, I'd say Sindel is my favorite because her actress knows exactly the kind of movie she's in, and she is standing it up so hard. <laughs> That's true. Too bad you will die. Yes. Okay. That the, the thing is though, like, yeah, I remember that scene, but I don't remember. Yeah, any but other, she's like, just gloriously hammy in all the scenes she's in. From her, like the witch from Troll Two. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Not to be confused with. Not to be confused uh, with uh, Troll, Troll One, which Troll had an appearance Troll. by oh. Sonny Bono. Yeah. Also, the main character in that yeah. movie's name is Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> yeah, Anyways. I was about to bring that up. Um, oh, okay, so Sindel destroys the power. Not the rock quarry. And um, not the rock quarry. Um, oh, yes. This this movie is weirdly purple. In a lot of places, there's so much like really dark lighting. Yeah, I guess it's to hide the really bad. Effects. Everything has this kind of grayish, bluish, um, really purplish work, but, tint. Uh, yeah, it's way uglier it's than the first ugly. movie, which is saying something because like the first movie was really gauche. But the first movie did have some good color choices, I think. The first movie. Yeah, I like the color like lighting in the first aesthetic. movie. But also, I don't know um, why the elder god. I don't know. Like, disembodied squiggles. And they're not just gods, yeah, they're the elder gods. Um, they're the elder gods, not to be confused with yes. the other gods who we never really mention or see. Um, uh, okay, so they keep having the... There's more fights that all blend together mm-hmm. on sets that all look the same. Uh, they're trying to close this portal. Oh, that's, that's right. That's now you plot. discovered the plot. Because at the beginning of the movie... Falcon, because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I've tried to repress a lot of this. Um, I'm gonna be honest. So Sh- at the beginning of the movie, Shao Kahn has opened this portal, and that's where his all evil entourage comes from. And the thing is, they're on a ticking clock. Not that you'll notice, because the movie never really draws attention yeah. to it, because this movie does not know how to do pacing. Um, but there's a ticking clock, so because the mm-hmm. portal is open, the realms like the, are going to merge. It's sort of like the Genesis the story of World of Warcraft with the uh, Nether Realm. It's actually think of that. It's sort Warcraft of like more. the collider thing. 
uh, if, to use a somewhat more relevant reference, it's kind of like the Collider thing in Spider-Verse. Are you it's saying a, World of Warcraft is, is not relevant? Is way worse. Um, is it? Is it really How dare, these How dare like... you? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not you know saying, how I'm much not of my childhood I wasted I in that game? Grinding, skinning <laughs> animals, and then selling it on the Orgrimmar market? <laughs> Orgrimmar, the city of the orcs. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So then there's a bunch of twists. Like, Jade turns out to be a traitor because she was one of the good guys. Barack Obama. Um, Baraka shows up. Baraka's also in the movie. Baraka yeah, and Shiva. Um, uh, Shao Kahn and mm-hmm. Ren were apparently that has absolutely no importance um, on the plot. Yeah, it it's there. It's a twist for the sake of being a twist, and to give. I also like when Raiden shows up halfway through this movie, and he has his hair cut, and it's suddenly, and it's suddenly bleached. Yeah, like he he's now the, like guy. the sixth member of New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Yeah, he's got bleached blonde hair, and this is the point where he decides to fight finally. But because he doesn't have his powers now, he just dies. So as I got drunker, and as this movie got on, I suddenly just started laughing at everything. Like, every single thing in this movie, when I started to get inebriated, suddenly became absolutely hilarious. And I highly recommend it as the way to watch this movie. However, that also means I don't remember most of it. Yeah. So, okay, so, all right, so then we finally, finally, after, like, the most, the longest (laughs) hour, 20 minutes of my entire life, we finally get to the last, to the final battle, um, where, yeah, so it's, it's Liu Kang versus Shao Kahn, and this gets to the only um okay well first actually we get the apps we get mm. the full culmination of the absolutely terrible animalities like they are the worst cgi oh, yeah and then they both turn into these terrible CGI CGI yeah, yeah and then they fight each other like turns into a big dragon and Kang, it's like that really yeah, shitty netflix godzilla the, movie um yeah oh yeah it had better Except everything that had better cgi <laughs> That's a better movie. Yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then, so then the elder gods show up after they beat each other up. They're for animal and they're like, yeah, they're personas. Well, well, well anyone that's not the Native American character, that's, that's like, a persona. Um, Stop this appropriation. Okay. <laughs> so. So then, so the Elder Gods show up again. They both get, both Shao Kahn and Liu Kang end up on relatively equal footing. And we get to the one slightly tolerable scene in the entire movie. Um, wherein, so the Elder Gods are like, we must settle this, the, o- for this, the only way it can be settled. How is that? Yeah, yeah so that's the only way I should remember that there's, that these movies are supposed to be about a tournament. And that's. And that's when I was like, oh, it's going to be a tournament battle. <laughs> but then it really wasn't really like a tournament battle at all. Yeah, it was yeah. just, it was an excuse to bring back the theme song, which was largely yeah. ignored throughout this movie to its detriment, in my opinion. 
but they bring back the theme song for this one fight and as a result well, one of my favorite parts is when um sindel's daughter uh comes across sindel and she thinks that she's saved her and then she's like haha no i haven't i'm still evil that moment's cool <laughs> Yeah, Sindel is a terrible mom. So what a surprise. <laughs> and she ha- and she does that yeah. does the scream thing and it looks awful. Like she she has like the the wannabe canary mm. cry. I don't I don't know if there's a So so it. Shao Kahn um, is defeated. Yeah. So is banished. Shao Kahn is defeated. We say yeah, we save the very poorly <laughs> The twin towers are twin the only towers. thing that survived um, the post apocalypse. <laughs> everything gets everything gets <laughs> Um, yeah, because so what's weird about this, yeah, okay, for context, for context, they, yes. they cut San Francisco cities around the world and they code Lyoko so it back to regular. Point, it's been post apocalypse, so we see that the cities it gets code Lyoko and they cut, yeah, and they fade, fade, they fade affect it back to regular. And because this is 1997, the Twin Towers in New York City... They, no, but what's weird is that even in the apocalypse scenes, the Twin Towers are, like, ruins, but they're still there. So, like, they just kept it there because it was something that was recognizable when that's just, you know, in the course of time, that's just become ironic. Um, you ever think about how America... Yeah, they did. They, they did to brag about the Twin Towers. Uh, it was an important part of the New York like, City skyline, by the way. Code Lyoko. So, it got Code Lyoko. Oh my God. They so, the world. They saved the world. Reigns a god again. Uh, yeah, we saved the world. Mm-hmm. We saved the poor beach out of the Twin Towers. And yeah. Rain and and the, the curse Yay. of Shao Kahn is lifted, um, and, um, and Sindel most, is finally not evil anymore. And the most important. Yes. And the most important part... And this one doesn't end with a sequel tease, right? finally over. (laughs) This one doesn't end with a sequel tease. There apparently was (laughs) a... Oh, cancelled sequel. Yeah. Robin Chow's original... Robin Chow, the guy who played uh, Liu Kang. Uh, Robin Chow's original Mortal Kombat contract was a Mm three-picture deal and Threshold Entertainment... This is from Wikipedia, by the way. Um, And Threshold Entertainment's production of the second sequel was initially scheduled to commence shortly after the release of Annihilation, but it was shelved due to Annihilation. Which is weird because it actually did, it opened at number one. It did Um, at the box office. Yeah. Attempts to produce a third film since then have remained stuck in development, how with numerous script rewrites and storyline cast and crew changes. Uh, November 2001 poll on the official Mortal Kombat website hosted by Threshold. (laughs) Fans watch characters they believed would die in the third movie. Um, the 2005 destruction of New Orleans by Hurricane Katrina greatly affected one of the film's planned shooting locations. Um, in June 2009, a bankruptcy court lawsuit saw Lawrence Kazanoff suing Midway Games while mentioning that a third film was in the works. Warner Brothers, which became yeah. the parent co- of New Line Cinema in 2008, after over a decade of both operating as separate divisions of Time Warner, ended up purchasing most of Midway's assets, including Mortal Kombat. Yay. A film reboot is set to be released in 2021. Alright, so now we're on to Maybe the animated film that Netflix? just came out recently. Um, yeah, this, yeah, this year, a few, about a month ago, actually, because this came out in, like, April on, uh, 
Blu-ray and digital. Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, uh, Hyper Eternal um, HD. So this Remix. movie um, starts out with, um, so Scorpion has a son. He's not known as Oh wait! Actually, before actually before we get to the actual plot, we should talk about one of the yes, funniest the things Duck in this movie, is which is the Daffy funny. Duck intro. Um, so they open on like every Warner Brothers animation movie uh, for the past uh, couple of years, I think. It's it's a more recent edition, but they have this little intro where Daffy Duck is just bouncing around and being wacky. And normally, it ends because I've seen Warner Brothers animation movies. Normally, this logo yes. ends with him being pulled in by Porky Pig. But in this one, he gets pulled in yeah. by Scorpion, being like, get over here! <laughs> and it's one of the funniest things. So the movie starts with, um, by the way, the movie is directed by a guy, um, what's his name? Yes, Ethan Spaulding. And Ethan Spaulding was yeah, Ethan. a longtime collaborator on uh, Avatar The Last Airbender and its sequel, um, Legend of Korra. Yeah, yeah, although according to this, uh, after Avatar concluded, he moved over mm-hmm. to Warner Brothers. Yeah. Hence, uh, so the movie starts um, very samurai film, very yes. revenge film. So what happens is who's the villain that comes up and kills his family? Sub Zero? Yeah, Sub Zero comes up and he uh, kills his wife, yeah. just like the yeah. beginning of Lone Wolf and Cub, which is a movie you should see. And then he kills his son. And then he nearly kills him. But then, oh, oh, after this is also after a couple scenes, but we'll get to that. So then after a couple scenes, he wakes up in the netherworld. Scorpion yeah. is crucified in the netherworld, and he is being kept alive by magic and is forced by Sub-Zero to... Yes, uh, no, not, not, by, not, not you know, evil guys to one. basically do their bidding um, so that he can... So yeah, but also, I thought it was so that he could see his son again and his wife. Yeah. Uh, no. I thought that dead. the deal yeah, that they like, made to make him work for them work. was that he that they could bring his children back to life. Maybe that was part of it, but I think the main thing was that... Right. So what's going on with the other characters? On Sub-Zero. Like... Okay, so yeah, so this movie is kind of split between two main narratives. One is kind of a stand is a standalone Scorpion movie, as the title would imply, and the other is more of a straightforward Mortal Kombat kind of. Yeah, it's a stealth I think you mentioned this earlier. Both kind movies of a actually, because it uses the, of the 95 plot, movie uh, of all the people coming together on the boat and they all meet each other and then they go into the island to have a tournament. That's from Mortal Kombat One, but they also use the realm merging plot from Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah. Yeah. Except, yeah. of course, this one does it uh, way better. Um, yeah. So, in the meantime, we are introduced to so Johnny, Johnny Cage, Cage in this movie is, is sort of like if you if you took uh, BoJack Horseman and Mr. Peanut Butter and put them and made them the same character and may, and and may. <laughs> <clears throat> mixed with uh mixed with jeff winger because and um yeah, there's also so there's other characters that come back also which are um so i'd like to talk about sonia blade for a bit yeah, because so, so i found sonia's, sonia's characterization um, really weak and kind of inconsistent 
And the reason why is because like she's introduced as this badass female military figure that's engaging in strange illegal murder fights in, on the streets of China. And she's apparently training yeah, for like the Chinese Mortal Kombat tournament. Strong. So does that mean the United States government officially endorses illegal street murder fights to train for this intergalactic martial arts tournament? Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't there's be also other things that define her character. Mostly the main about. thing is that um, she doesn't want to be compared to men or she wants to be stronger than men, which is kind of a very weak character trait. Um, she's kind of just generically feminist, I think. And I think there's something you could have done with Sonya to make her more interesting. A little bit. I think they, they give her... I think what I what I like about this movie is that all of the characters, and I, I, I can sort of see where you're coming from on her, her characterization, but what I do like about basically all of the characters, they, they have their, their personalities are very distinct and they are very... I found Johnny, even I found Johnny uh, Cage very Cage. annoying through most of like, this movie. Like, yeah, the jokes themselves are funny, but the I don't way know, he I interacts it was with funny. the plot, I found annoying. Well, I mean, okay, to be fair, but that sort of goes back to the main question of why the hell mm -hmm. is a movie star. In you see, my big issue with this movie is that none with. of the characters like, really go to have strong attachments to any of the other characters. Really? I mean, there's a... There's a bond between like the main three. Yeah, like, Johnny Kang, Cage and Sonya have Johnny a little Cage moment at the end of the movie Sonya, where they hug. But, but like, besides that, I find a lot of the characters to be sort of insulated in their own character. You know, like it doesn't feel like they're really interacting with each other as much as they're just a little being bit. themselves together. Hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. like. I can so I can see that. I don't know if I fully Jax agree. Jax is much it, better in this movie. By I can't see your point, but um. So Jax, oh, yeah, shows, Jax so when so, so when they all go to the island, so much better. Um, yeah. 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 So they all go to the island, and Scorpion Scorpion follows them. He's not in the main group, but he does follow them to the what's, island because Quan Chi. What's kind of weird is that Scorpion's plot is mainly a bookend of beginning the... and end, while the other characters take up most of the middle. Yeah, he's in the background. But... I mean, he is around mm -hmm. in the middle. Like he's he's around. He does things, but like you're not wrong. I I think the movie the movie I, I think overall balances the two plot lines relatively well. But you're yeah. right in that it is very much to me. I like kind of think I would prefer a, a Gonzo samurai esque martial arts revenge film just about Scorpion and also this sort of everybody goes to the tournament, enter the dragon thing to be separate things. Um, but you know, I'm I'm being nitpicky yeah, because this is obviously the best Mortal Kombat. This is easily the best one because first, because let's talk about yeah. probably the big overarching thing is that this one is there's a lot of um, there's X-ray cam which is sort of like, <laughs> so when somebody gets hit or when somebody gets uh, a yeah, limb a amputated, they'll have, go X-ray and show you what it's like to get it even gorier. And that's taken from one of the video games, I believe. And it's also very, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. more. That's, um, that's like also a thing in the Sniper Mortal Elite Kombat series of games. Awkward. Like, yeah, where you uh, you snipe the Nazis and it shows the bullet going through their head. Oh, it's really great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Killing Nazis. Yeah. 
but yeah, they're at the yeah. So they do a lot of X-ray moves. There's actual blood moves. Feel like they have yeah. an impact, and the fight scenes are the the choreography really, really is good. great. Like, um, yeah, yeah. There's this. Oh, I loved it. So they bring out. So like in the first movie. Um, when they when they they all get into the into the sort of dining hall once they the alien the food was cool. I like the alien food. Weird alien food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's fun. So once again, I think it's Shang Tsung again. Actually, Shang Tsung brings out Goro like in the <laughs> first movie, and they actually lampshade the dick punch thing from the first one because Jax immediately goes for it, and Goro yeah. is just like, "You want Mike?" Like, so Goro picks up, he's just um, like, did you picks really up Jax <laughs> and rips his arms out, and then he rips his arms off, and, and then just, Raiden comes over and cauterizes his wounds, and that's how he gets the cyborg arm, which is cool. Yeah, that's how he gets the cyborg arms later, and yeah, so they yeah. So... By the way, John um, Cage for the first oh, yeah, half Kano, of this yeah, movie believes he is in again. a film and set. He, He thinks it's a movie, and I don't know how he thinks it's a movie. Um, to I me, I kind of wish that, that joke would have either become a joke about the joke, you know, in the sense of, like, you know, the joke is absolutely how ridiculous it is that he doesn't recognize it yet, which it seems to be more of, haha, he's dumb, he doesn't understand that he's not in a movie. Um, but what I also love about Johnny Cage yeah. is that his house looks almost identical to Bojack's house. Like down to the floor plans and everything. <laughs> yeah, I do like. Uh, we didn't mention this, but when you look yeah, at the house, they're actually posters that's a lot of, of the movies he's um, been in in the background, and that's so that's fun. Kano is better yeah. in this movie. Very Australian. Kano is better, and he's I'm sorry to any Aussie listeners that may or may not listen to this at some point in the future. We we apologize. I don't think we have any international listeners yet. But for to anyone, anyone living I, I in the netherworld, I'd really like to apologize we have that if we're not representing this very well. Yeah. We all know yeah. the interdimensional people. So all right. So this is the so this is the point where they yeah. all get. So the tournament. So the tournament. The tournament starts much earlier on, and there's actually yeah. somewhat folks, and they all get split up into different parts of the island. And they're Obama. fighting different. So Johnny Cage fights, I think, Baraka. I, Baraka. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think he, he fights Baraka. And I do like there's there's a line where he just goes, this thing Yeah, that's a that's a that's a self-referential like, joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there yeah, he he like throws a bunch of barrels at him. Yeah. He does he does the Star Lord middle That's kind of cool, jump. I guess. Oh. Like towards the end of the fight, the toasty thing, and he randomly references the toasty thing. Yeah, from from, from the games. Like there, I think it was Mortal. Kombat oh, 2, I I never played ran- that. Yeah, one. toasty. Like I I know about it because they did just there. reference like, at toasty. One point he just says toasty, and I'm like, wait, did you guys reference mm-hmm. toasty? Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, so and then so it it's. Yes. It's Johnny versus Baraka in the warehouse. And then so I was Sonya... kind of 
I was kind of underwhelmed by this plot because I just really want a fight-by-fight, single-location, tournament, Mortal Kombat movie. And yet now they have them in these weird locations. That makes it more like Hunger Games than like Enter the Dragon. Well, well, basically, like, especially as the games have gone on, there's been this larger focus on this, you know, other dimensions and saving the universe and just more. all this other stuff that's separate from the fighting more. tournament itself. Like, the lore, the deepest of lore. Lore, the deepest lore. Yeah, and, yeah, and, um, and, the, and, and, uh, Liu Kang fights this is Katana, Katana who's in the movie for, for all of about the souls uh, of its victims. Seconds. I recommend not getting killed by <laughs> her. Not that Katana. Not that Katana. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> not that Katana. <laughs> Different Katana. Um, who's in the movie for all of 10 seconds before she's just like, I yield. I yield. I resign. Uh, okay. <laughs> See ya. Yeet. Yeah, um. I'm I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So they all get together and this is the point where they where they start to realize, oh crap, this is actually there's some real stakes here. Um, that, by the way, stuff. isn't the whole idea of Mortal Kombat that it's a thing that this happens every so point... centuries to save one of the realms? So how do they not know that this is like a galaxy ending yes. thing? Yes. I think because just Earth, is, I think Earth, it's the yeah. idea that Earth is not as advanced as Earth, other mostly harmless, like in general. Yeah, Earth dumb. Okay. <laughs> Earth's mostly harmless. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, oh, I, I do like at one point. So this is around the time where Johnny Cage mm-hmm. finally realized this actually finally realizes this actually isn't a movie. Mm-hmm. Um. And at one point he says, I'm not Tom Cruise, you know. I act. And I'm ninja like, Johnny, you were a ninja mine. Acting. I don't think you have to talk about the craft of um, acting. I mean, yeah, he's, uh, he's an actor. He reminds me a lot of John Saxon. John Saxon, yeah. the greatest actor in all of history. He's the bad <laughs> in Nightmare on Elm Street. He's, a, he's the bad guy in Mitchell, uh, starring John Baker. And he is the white guy in Enter the Dragon. <laughs> oh, and I think I think you also mentioned this when you were talking this about it. But the noise that come thing. out of Luke he, he, Kang whenever he's fighting, he just makes these noises like. And I'm like, I don't it know reminds me. It's, it's, he's trying to do like some Bruce Lee noises, but it reminds me more of like in Kung Pao when Steve Odenkirk makes fun of those noises and then like his he pops a blood vessel. <laughs> and, I'm still waiting for the Kung Pao sequel. So look, it okay. was teased and there are French aliens at the end of that movie, spoiler alert to anyone who's not seen Kung Pao yet. And I'm still waiting for the sequel. Tongue of Fury. <laughs> so, all right. So this is, so after this point, so Scorpion has like been in the group, but like. He's been listening to new metal. Off doing his own thing, like, 
Like I don't. He's been very sad about his dead dead wife. Yeah, he's been listening to new metal, and Ryan and Ryan is Ryan is all like, "You need to let go of your need for vengeance." Shut up, Ryan. You're not my real dad. He's going. He's having edgy moments. And this is, yeah. And turns and uh, so there's a there's a really great Scorpion Very versus Sub Zero fight, which is oh so good. Like they utilize they utilize all of their powers really. Seriously, any people I actually would recommend if you are a fan yeah, of good. any sort of martial arts movies or like martial arts and animation, just watch this movie. It's like really like and you know as we've said you know. There's issues with the characters, and it feels yeah. like two different movies. Yeah, and but the um, fights in this are so goddamn. I like it makes the uh, whole thing worth it. I like a lot of um. But there's like oh, the characters seem like they've been updated in a way that seems you know more modern, and it's nice. Also, the movie isn't very long; it's like eighty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, like like most of these. Oh, I, I guess we probably Spoiler. should have given us. What? Spoiler warning for this. Spoiler alert for what? What do we spoil? Um, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler oh. alert, I guess. Spoiler for this movie because we like talked about like the whole plot. Um, um no. Spoilers. For I'm this, not sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I look. If if you guys were gonna watch this, you know, this came out a month ago. If you guys were, gonna I mean, yeah, it, we're in the middle of the now. apocalypse. Let's be real. You've got nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, we're still we're still we're in the, the middle of the Mad Max in seventy nine. You would have watched mm-hmm. it by now. You've had a month. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear God. Um. So yeah, so that happens. We find what? out that it turns out it was actually Quan Chi who was the real bad guy who killed. Who killed Scorpion's mm-hmm. family and Scorpion's Yeah, wife. so then they have a fight. Right, going down. And... <laughs> oh, you forgot that yeah, Scorpion so kills really Goro. Cool fight. Scorpion gets to be that. Like, oh, Doesn't Kano get murdered in this also? Oh, yeah, Scorpion does yeah, kill and Goro. The way Kano gets murdered is pretty cool. Um, Goro gets killed. I think with... Kano gets murdered, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause, oh, yeah, because there's because it's Johnny Cage. Um, there's that like bit on the bridge under the lava, and Kano has um, yes. Kano's got Jack tied so, up. Johnny Cage does. So then there's the end. And... There's the ending <sighs> fight where um, yeah, that... basically yeah, that cool. uh, Shang Tsung uh, tries to make Scorpion fight Liu. Why does he make him do that again? Because I forgot. But what what did Liu do? To I Scorpion? think because he wants Sha- he wants Scorpion to be on his side. I think his thing. Uh, no, Lu didn't do anything to Scorpion. I, Shao Kahn uh, wants Scorpion to fight Liu Kang because if Liu Kang is and then dead, he'd bring back his Shao children. And Shao, yeah, mm. yeah, his his wife and child, yeah. And so then we get a full circle moment um, from the beginning of the movie where Scorpion, because th- at the beginning of the movie, it was all like Scorpions are feared <laughs> for their willpower, and I'm like, I think they were feared for their uh, poison, but uh, okay, buddy. Um, <laughs> whatever you say and then scorpion's like no i won't kill you i'm gonna i'm gonna kill this uh, well no shang shang song yeah. uh is the one who does it because uh yeah shang Tsung tempts scorpion and then yeah so like Shao Kahn the real kill question you. is do you like, think oh, scorpion uses the <laughs> scorpion style from chang che's 1970s martial arts movie the five venoms 
I mean, that's it's a very like, good question. It's, it's like where I you would get in and then you, and then you swipe or you hit real quick and then you get out. Just like a, really like a finger cam. Not, not to be confused with the lizard style where you yeah. walk on walls. Yeah. So he... D- yeah. Yeah, he f- he fights. Yeah. yeah, so he finally gets to, you know, kick Quan Chi's And the entire, the entire place the starts line, collapsing. Just to get over here. <laughs> get over here. Yeah, he does, and he does the fatality because mm-hmm. he takes off his mask. He has the skull head, and he damn. Yeah, there's this weird the subplot or sub theme about gods God. throughout this, and I think it has something to do with the elder gods, but I'm not exactly sure if it's meant to mean something or not. It, maybe it's a thing about destiny. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something, something like that. But yeah, he burns the place to the ground, and the one real fatality yeah. of the movie, and it's. So I like um they brought back uh it's really ripping out people's cool. spines, which uh-huh. always makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Restraint predator. Yes, they did do that as well. <laughs> and so they they get, saved the so they get away, they're all on the boat, we've saved the world. And then now. they do Scorpion's the they do the Shira thing we where they the where the, the villain Scorpion's is not the now. upper villain. And the real villain isn't isn't Hordak, it's Horde Prime. And they do this where they introduce uh Shan Sung is being tortured by Shao Kahn. And they Yes. Yeah, and they tease. This is so the other in a way. Movie this movie is a remake. Is a remake of both Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but it has the ending of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Except you know, way better than both of those movies. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I would say you know overall, I this think... movie it has its issues, but yeah, I feel like it I, I think it's good. Lessons. Um, the animation's the great, obviously. The art style is fantastic. Um, my issue is mostly just with the, uh, yeah, the narrative content. Yeah. I think um, there, it could have been streamlined, or some of the characters could have had more, you know, character-focused story. It's kind of one of those, like it's it's kind of a consistent issue with, you know, well, arguably it's it's arguably an issue with all yeah. of the sort of WB animation straight to Blu-ray movies is that they're all relatively solid and some are great. Yeah. But the problem is they're basically none of them are allowed to really be longer than 80 minutes. And thus they're they have to be very focused on specific plot lines and they don't necessarily have a super huge amount of time for character development. And it's very reliant on you. And thankfully we watched those two movies before this movie. So we kind of have an idea Yeah, and you know, if you if you are at all, if you are even yeah. like remotely, I'd say that if you're a Mortal Kombat, Kombat fan, fine, this is. But it's like, yeah. Um, but for regular people, I'd say you that have if you no get reason the chance to, to watch this, and I think it's a good Kombat viewing yeah. for like one time, you know, maybe with some friends and a beer. Yeah. Yeah. This is a no beer movie. Yeah, you don't I need a beer say, to get through this as movie. I, said, it, I feel like this. Got this, this. I feel like this got right what the other movies got wrong in the sense that it understands what the appeal of Mortal Kombat actually is. I would is agree, but I also want some more character stuff. Extremely well. 
Where is my character focused storytelling in Mortal Kombat? Yeah, maybe we'll get that in the the. I want my rich humanist themes. Maybe we'll get that in the in the twenty twenty one. Rich is yes. in the in the from the video Absolutely. game franchise where we regularly uh, rip people's spines out. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, in terms of our in conclusion, I guess thesis. Yes. This again, as I said, this understands the appeal, yeah. and I and I I hope I I would I would watch a sequel. I would, this no, kind I would of watch like you would make Kombat a good Legends, TV show. Honestly, uh, insert other character name here. Or you know DC Universe. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, put it on oh, HBO right. Max or something. You're right. Well, well, I mean, technically, this is a yeah. DC yeah. property. Yeah. Um, Does DC so, like, do yeah, Mortal Kombat like, comics? Max, probably if, if 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 it was on anything. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might have. I don't think they do That's that true. now, but I think they might have. I mean, there was Mortal Kombat versus ah. Avengers. That was the thing. Uh, so yeah, um, Mortal they Kombat Mortal Kombat comics are Mortal published Kombat. by DC Comics usually. Yeah, uh, but they also had some by Malibu Comics back in the day. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Malibu was oh. Malibu was folded into Marvel later. There is something Malibu new was... every day from this podcast, and that's why you should tell yeah. your friends. So to watch our podcast. Guys, I have a podcast. Tell your friends <laughs> to listen. To you can't podcast. arrest me. I have a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So podcast. then, what, what is on the agenda for uh, next next uh, next week? All right. Yes. So, all right. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. Listening. So next week we will be part two of the, Wait, by of the way, our video game Pokemon the first movie is better than Detective Pokemon, Pikachu. And that's I disagree with you. I disagree with your agreement. One I disagree. Two, we will get the other one doesn't. <laughs> the one that focuses on YouTube. And we will They both have YouTube. Yeah. Oh wait. YouTube's the main I forgot, my bad. Pikachu. Spoiler alert. Sorry, it's been a while. <laughs> But one of them has Mew One. <laughs> no. Okay, that's true. It's that Goomy wasn't in Detective Pikachu. I, I, I wanted more Goomy. Might have, Mew might anyway. be a cameo. So we're, yeah, we're going to be watching the movies. <laughs> but we will talk about that next week. In the meantime, thank you all for listening. This is Hipster and the Nerd. We do this every Thursday. You can find us on Anchor. Yeah, if you, you can find us on Anchor, Garbage Spotify, Can, you might find me Podcast, searching for food. Breaker, Radio Public, Please Google Podcast. <laughs> we will be on, and we'll also be on Apple Podcasts eventually. Um, I, yeah, the nerd. In the, yeah. In the meantime, and I'm I am Brian, aka the Hipster, on Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, they can find me. Wherever dreams come true. Where can they find you? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, this is usually I, that's the part at, at the Brian end of the podcast Brecker. where the hosts plug their social medias. But uh, that's okay, B E R E C K E R. I forgot how to spell my last name for a second. 
It happens. Everybody does it. Twitter. Yeah, on 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 Twitter. Yeah. yeah, and that's on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, on <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. 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 But thank you. Yeah. Once again, thank you.